Hey there, hi there, ho there. What is up? Is the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro. What? Who is that sitting next to it's me? It's me, baby. I'm back, kids. The Conquistador returns after a two-week hiatus. That is right. I promised you this. <coughs> I will deliver on my promises. <clears throat> the Conquistador back with me to break down all the football news of the week. Yes, it's a day late. Deal with it. Taping here on December the 8th of 2022. This will not affect the weekend edition. As not always, all. your weekend cure for your hangover will be on schedule Saturday morning as always. But of course, as we do here this time of year in the first segment, we talk NFL football. The Bears <sighs> are irrelevant. <clears throat> The Bears are now officially eliminated along with the woeful Houston Texans, the only two teams right now to be officially eliminated from the playoff picture. That's fine. It's not a big surprise. No, no. And we we will deal with the Bears in the offseason and see what they do with their massive amount of cap space. I was all over spot track this week looking at the Bears, of course, looking at the Cubs, the White Sox, all the big baseball teams with the free agency frenzy, which we'll deal with in segment two or the beginning of segment three, depending on how things go. The Bears game was frustrating because they had a chance to win that damn thing. Yeah, I was watching. I was a traitor. I watched the Jets Vikings. Um. And I wanted to see a game that mattered. <laughs> I wanted to go. see a game that mattered. So, yeah, I watched the Jets-Vikings, but I was watching the ticker, and it, at the beginning, like you said, it looked like the Bears had a chance, jumped out to an early lead. Frickin' final game-winning drive by Rodgers. Major. They, the Packers should have been called for holding on the last on the third and long that they converted to keep going. Actually, I think it was the fourth down. Whatever. Major holding. Two guys could have been called that allowed Rodgers to scramble and make the completion to keep that drive going. It was pathetically egregious. I don't know how it was missed. And, of course, the talking heads in the booth didn't even pick up on it. But it was right there, middle of the screen, plain as day, two holds. And, of course, really, because honestly, because both teams are technically out. Yeah. I know the Bears are officially out. The The Rodgers-led Packers are probably a week done. Yeah, a week or two a away, week from, or two away from elimination. But neither quarterback should have been playing. No. The Packers want to see Jordan Love as much as they're stuck with that bad contract they gave Aaron Rodgers. They're stuck with him. If he wants to play, they have to let him play. The Bears should have given Justin Fields two weeks off this week and then the bye week. Yep, he should have been out for three weeks in a row to fully heal. So, again, this did nothing for the Bears. No. The Bears would have been better off tanking this game. I hate to to use that vernacular. But that's what they needed to do and make sure Fields is healthy. Make sure Fields is healthy, number one. 
he's your number one asset right now. He's the only thing you got going for you. Right. So. Along with that asset known as the current number two overall pick, which will have a lot of other teams drooling to trade up to get that since the Bears for once do not need a quarterback in the number two slot if everything holds. Yep. If they get that, they can really parlay that pick into other multiple. For once, we get the picks back, not us giving the picks Dishing up. them out. Yeah, final score, 28-19. to 19. Again, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Eventually, that will turn around. <clears throat> yeah. Eventually, within the next year or two, that will turn around. Yep. Because Justin Fields has more potential in his little pinky finger right now going forward than Aaron Rodgers has his whole body. I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers. He's breaking down. Exactly. Exactly. And they need, it's a major crossroads for the Packers because love is coming up. They have to decide if they're going to pick up that fifth-year option or not. They have to pay Rodgers no matter what next year. So bench Rodgers for the rest of the year. See what love has. Find out, is he the guy going forward? See how he performs. And then you let Rodgers slide back in next year and you're have your answers on love. If I was the GM for the Packers, the guy who Rogers we hates Aaron Rodgers hates, I would slip a thousand dollar bill to one of the clubhouse guys, give him an anvil like an old Wiley Coyote <laughs> and drop it on <laughs> drop it on his phone. hand. And, oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers got a broken hand. He's done for the year. I guess we have to start Jordan Love. He's Uh-oh. getting paid. Beep, beep, beep. done for the season. Just do what's right for the team. But we know that's not in Rodgers. And they get, but again, nature. I'm not going to blame Aaron Rodgers for this. I'm blaming the NBA. I'm blaming the culture of letting the inmates run the asylum. I don't care if it's politically incorrect because that's what it is. The workers don't get to run the business. That's why I hate unions because you see nothing but problems when you let the unions and the workers run the business. There are people who are hired to do this and there are all sorts of problems up there too with the golden parachutes and all that crap. But, Stupid money reigns supreme. The rich get richer. In the end, I would rather have the CEOs, the VPs running the show than the players, the workers. I'm sorry. That's what they went to school for. That's what they have worked. They had to have worked at some point outside of nepotism throughout their lives to go up some kind of corporate ladder to to get to the point where they could be rich and entitled and tell people what to do. Capitalism is finest. I'll still take capitalism any day over over socialism, communism, any other crap out there. So Aaron Rodgers, in the end, sit your ass down. Let the Packers find out if Jordan Love could actually be better than you. And then we don't have to deal with you anymore as Bears fans. Harumph. You and your patchouli stink ass.
Now, my Buccaneers, Monday night, pulled off a minor miracle, looking awful, looking terrible for three and a half quarters. And the Saints let them back in. And the Saints own the Buccaneers ever since Tom Brady got to Tampa. Yeah. So they have. This was a, a big win in many ways for the Buccaneers, solidifying them as the mediocre de facto winner of the NFC South. God, that's especially now that the Atlanta Falcons wreck. have decided we we can't compete with Marcus Mariota, so we're putting Desmond Ritter in this week. Yep. So let's see what we have here going right. forward. Uh, uh, and the Buccaneers could back in at eight and nine. Especially when we get to our games this week, I'm looking at eight and nine. Yeah, it's winning pretty... that division. But that being said, I still all would you have not, to do is get into the playoffs. I still would not want to play the Buccaneers in the playoffs. No, nope. All you have to do is get in, and anything can happen. Despite losing to the 49ers, the Dolphins are still in good shape at eight and four. Not bad wasn't thrilled with the way they looked offensively or defensively for that matter, but we all know their defense is suspect anyway. I was worried that I kept hearing updates as I was watching the, the Kansas city uh, Cincinnati game. Waddles hurt. Two was hurt. Yeah. Ding. Jimmy, Jimmy G's hurt. It was like just it sounded like a mash unit running in and off the field. Yeah, that was in that game. Now the one big injury, of course, was Jimmy G. He is done presumably for the year. Might have slight a slight chance, chance to come back if they make it to the NFC championship game. But at that point, if they roll through and get there, why would you put him back in and disrupt the chemistry that would have been established up to that point? Right. That would tell you that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, yes. which is cool as hell. The first Mr. Irrelevant to ever start an NFL game. And, and for those think- of you who don't know, Mr. Irrelevant is the very last player taken in a draft. So Brock Purdy has taken over because, of course, Trey Lance got injured in the first month of the regular season, bringing in Jimmy G, despite all the the disgruntled feelings, the the, the negative end. feelings between him and the coach in the front office. Jimmy G comes in, proves again he is the one true leader for the 49ers. Now he has the injury to his foot, his ankle. So now we make more drama in San Francisco. (laughs) Because they don't have enough out there. Is this going to be a Tom Brady, a Kurt Warner type of story with Brock Purdy? Only time will tell. Yep. Other significant injuries of the week. The Rams, of course, we know. We saw the T-shirts at the victory parade after they won the Super Bowl where they said, fuck those draft picks. Well, well now the what? devil's coming to call on the L.A. Rams because Matt Stafford, done for the year with a spinal cord contusion. We already know the backfield is a mess. Yep. So who do they turn to now? They pick up Baker Mayfield off of waivers. 
Baker Mayfield going to his third team of the year already. <laughs> oh, God. And supposedly tonight, as we tape, as the Raiders go into SoFi Stadium to play the Rams, there's a good chance he's going to start. That's yeah, how little that's faith. That's how bad the Rams are right. at this point. Both of their starting receivers done. Cooper Cup, of course. Allen Robinson. Cam Akers. Who uh, you who? and I both thought were, was who? going to be a fantasy football stud this year. Now, last week, all of a sudden emerges, and he could be relevant again. Maybe. Because they got nobody There's left. There's nobody else. Uh, now, the question is, the defense, are they still healthy enough to shut down a red-hot Las Vegas Raiders this offense? This is the Raiders offense that we expected to have seen all season long that we've seen over the past few weeks. If they would have started out like this, it would have been a hell of a run between them and the Chiefs. Yeah, that whole AFC West thing has turned out to be a debacle because we all thought all those teams would be doing what the AFC East and the NFC East are doing where all the teams are 500 better Number one, we did not anticipate Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett destroying the Broncos completely. And everybody knows how much I, quote unquote, love (laughs) Mr. Staley. Destroying my man, Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. And everybody's starting to pick on him. I'm like, lay off him. It's not his fault. It's Brandon Staley. He's a shitty coach. They need to bring in Sean Payton. Sean Payton knows. He's drooling right now. I get Austin Eckler. I get Keenan Allen. I get Justin Herbert. I get Khalil Mack. I get Bosa. Dude. I get Derwin James. Who wouldn't want to take that team over? (laughs) Brandon Staley has completely botched a golden opportunity. That is a Super Bowl contending team. Talent-wise. Yes. Talent-wise that is so poorly coached and mismanaged. Yeah. It's almost the opposite of the Patriots, who we'll get to in our picks, where the Patriots, again, this is Belichick's call on who he wants in. He wants his guys. But talent-wise, the Chargers are 10 times better than what the Patriots have same record. Same exact yep. record. Even though Matt Patricia and the other guy are completely screwing up the offense. Yeah, and Bill Belichick comes out this week and says, I can't fix it now. It's too late in the season. Yeah. I can't change the offense now. It's too late. You could. You could take it over yourself. Lamar Jackson for the overachieving eight and four Ravens is now out. He will be week to week with a knee injury. Yeah. I was going to say, unlike Aaron judge, (laughs) we'll talk about him later betting on himself in a positive way. This might be the other side of the coin. Whereas Lamar Jackson bet on himself, did not take any of the offers, did not negotiate. Nope with the Ravens in terms of what they were they were willing to give. And again, we can't judge this based on the idiotic contracts this past offseason for Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray. Yeah, no, those were absolutely stupid Dumb, contracts. dumber, dumbest. 
And they should not set the bar. And fuck these agents and fuck these players. Sometimes common sense has got to come in and prevail. You are playing a damn game. And you're not Seriously. that good at it. Kyler Murray's not that good at no, it. No, Kyler Murray is awful. Russell Wilson, obviously, right now, not that good at it. Deshaun Watson, rusty as hell, not that good at it. He was. It was questionable for him. Before all the shit hit, but the fan. Lamar Jackson thinks he deserves 240, 250 guaranteed. No, I'd let no. him walk. I would. I'd start the cycle over again, which yep. is what you're seeing with a lot of these teams and a lot of the ways that they're thinking. Screw it. We will draft a high level quarterback. Let let it play out for four years. See where it goes. See, are if they we, truly get, worthy of it? Do we get a Jalen Hurts <clears throat> or do we get a Baker Mayfield? And we'll know mm-hmm. after four years which one we've got. Yep, exactly. And I, and I, if I was John Harbaugh, I would say, you know what? I'm going to start over. Yeah. I think he could coach up somebody <clears throat> in the second or third round. Look what they got out of Flacco. You cannot hamstring your entire team. Ask Green Bay again. Oh, our tribes are enemies. Kansas City. Yeah, they're piecing together that team with picture wire and masking tape right now, bringing in castoffs like Juju Smith Schuster and Kadarius Tony. Yeah, they can't have anybody because of all the money wrapped up in Mahomes. Yep. And then, of course, we knew he was hurt. Optimistic views had him coming back within four to five weeks. But unfortunately for the Bills, who have finally gotten themselves back on track again, looking good, the Josh Allen elbow thing turned out to be, I won't say a mirage, but a minor injury. It's a little hiccup. It's healing. But they lose their leader on defense, who they just brought in this offseason, looking to win his third Super Bowl title with his third different team, Von Miller, exploratory surgery. He has a torn ACL. He is done for the year. Not a good situation. Yeah, and I think we're looking at worlds collide, man. I think we're looking at Bills, Chiefs. The Bengals might have something to say about it. Potentially. But those three teams... Or who I'm looking at. Unless Miami's defense can somehow drastically improve, I don't see it. Year away. They need a little bit of help. Year away. They need an offseason to tweak, like you said, the defense, make things a little better. Yep. Trade Gusecki. You're not using him. He's not used as he should be. So. Bring in a third slot receiver, a viable high a dynamic slot receiver instead of worrying about the tight end. Yep. There you and go. Then, and like you said, improve the and defense. And then get a tight end that can block. Right. Because right now the tight end situation among everybody in the NFL outside of Kansas City is a disaster. If you're yeah. not going to use the tight end, then use a slot receiver, the third receiver instead. Yeah. Get your possession guy who has a little bit more speed. Yep. Now, finally, before we do our recap of last week's games, we've already covered half of them. 
I do want to bring up the fact that the Titans fired their general manager, John Robinson, this week. I don't know what to read out of this situation because, number one, is it the owner throwing the GM under the bus or did the GM actually, with his inactivity, with the fact he let A.J. Brown go, yeah, he didn't do anything to help the team. To the the Eagles when Mike Vrabel supposedly had promised A.J. Brown, you're going to stay here. We need you as a weapon. We don't have that many weapons outside of Derrick Henry. Yeah, we need So who's at- telling the truth here? We always find this situation in, in all these firings. Who's telling the truth? Is it the front office? Is it the fired employee? Is it the former player? Is it the head coach? The world will never know. I just I just wonder because if the front office told him we can't afford AJ Brown, so go ahead and let him go. And now they're gonna throw him <coughs> under the bus and say, Well, you didn't do enough to keep the team's weapons in place. And you then and I in an baseball issue. both know how that is. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. Cheap ass ownership. Yeah. So I, I'm not convinced this was all John Robinson's fault. Now, if he was told he could re-sign A.J. Brown and he and didn't, didn't, then that's on him and he should be gone. All right, last week's games. <laughs> Thursday, Bills beat the Patriots. Yep, my Patriot Island pick did not work. We talked about the Packers and the Bears. The Lions continue to roll, destroying the Jaguars. I did not think we were going to see a 40-14 to game. Where the hell did that come from? I think the Lions are on a roll. They might be peaking-ish. Vikings again play another close game. As I mentioned, I watched it. Great game, 27-22 over the Mike White-led Jets. The overtime tie. Yay! <laughs> we got another tie. Another wonderful tie. And this one actually meant something as opposed to earlier in the season with was the Colts and the Texans, right? Yeah. I believe that was the other tie of the year. Yep. This one this actually, one actually meant has something. implications. Yes, the Commanders and the Giants tie. So we'll see. They face off again, not this week, but next week. Yeah. That one will be in. Eagles make a big statement, destroying the Titans, 35-10, to 10, saying, okay, the Commanders pulled it once with this ground game and this clock control thing, not going to happen gonna again. Happen again. Loving nope, the nope, Eagles nope. right now as a Super Bowl team. Yep. Loving them right now. And then, of course, the Browns and Deshaun Watson's return they beat the Texans, but it was all Brown's defense. Yes. They scored almost all the points, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's why the Texans are going back to Davis Mills instead of Kyle Allen. Go figure. They're a hot mess. It's just not going to work. Then you had the Seahawks taking out the Rams 27-23. Again, got to give credit. Comeback player of the year. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. It just keeps rolling right Kenneth along. Kenneth Walker, he lost his stud running back. 
but he still got DJ Metcalf. He still got Tyler Lockett. Numbers for both those guys were unbelievable. Going into this year, fantasy football, I was like, I can't trust How do you either of those two. Either, and I, I'm Geno like, Smith throwing to him. He did. Geno Smith is proving to be a damn good quarterback. Yeah. He's finally gotten a chance to play consistently. He's not being limited to plays. He is running the show. And, and we, he's doing it well. And we've seen this in the past. We've seen this with guys like Case Keenum, where they sit in a system for years and years. They learn the game through one, two, three teams. And when they get their chance, they can shine. Yep. Now, of course, we talked about the 49ers-Dolphins, unfortunately for you. Yep, the loss there. Great game between the Chiefs and the Bengals. Again, as I said, I expect the Bills-Chiefs to be the AFC championship game, but, but I will not count out the Bengals. You can't. An impressive <clears throat> third win in a row against the mighty Kansas City Chiefs. The 27 seem to have something on them. Joe Burrow, I'm telling you, man. Joe Burrow is one of those top picks, the number one pick who will live up to expectations. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is not going to. We've seen disasters in the past with Jamarcus yeah. Russell. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Trevor Lawrence got screwed so bad by being stuck with Urban Meyer. That set him back a year. Easily. Set him back in his development at least a year. Yeah. You're right. But Joe Burrow, man, that guy is. I watched that game. He is so – he is Joe Cool. He yeah. is so cool, calm. He's he like Dan Marino. You and I both love Dan Marino. Yeah. He reminds me of Dan Marino. Where he's just back there. He does a little sidestep. Quick release. He'll take the hits if he has to. He obviously doesn't have the protection that Marino did. Marino rarely got touched. Yeah. And Burrow gets hit. Way but too damn Burrow much. is tough. Yeah. I'm I'm falling in love with Joe Burrow, not just because he's my fantasy quarterback, <laughs> but I love Joe Burrow. So that's why I will not count out, especially now with Jamar Chase coming back. Yeah, the Bengals need to actually start a season strong, though. Yeah, they start off, what, 0-2 this year. They Slow start out last year. Now, I think, again, because Lamar Jackson being hurt, they will overtake the Ravens and take the AFC North, but they're still going to be behind the Chiefs and the Bills yep. for home oh. field. I don't they're know gonna that They're going to have to win matter. that AFC championship on the road. They're going to have to. We talked about the surging Raiders beating the Chargers. And the next to Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, the worst head coach in football, Brandon Staley. Now, Josh McDaniels, though, on the flip side, is starting He's to get it. Starting to figure it out. Devontae Adams now the number one fantasy player in all of football. And I can't believe his teammate, <clears throat> Josh Jacobs, is far behind. He's got to be pretty damn those close. Two, they are those starting two to have got to be close to being one two. Now, can they play a little defense? We'll, we'll see. see. Now, I mentioned, of course, the Buccaneers' epic comeback on Monday night, beating the Saints in Tampa, 
17 to 16. Tom Brady working his magic yet again, but I don't know if it's going to be good enough. They, I wouldn't want to play him in the playoffs, but right now the way the seeding is set up, they would have to play Dallas in the first game, and I don't see that That's, turning out well. No. Micah Parsons, enough said. Yeah, yeah. Dallas might finally – and I, I <laughs> like the fact that Jerry Jones is backing off on the Odell Beckham Jr. stuff. Yeah. Thank God. I don't know Just that don't he should have come up. out in the media and talked about his knee. I just think that team don't mess with the chemistry. I'm not a they, Cowboys guy. God knows I'm not a Cowboys guy, but this but is the best got, team they've had in a long time. Yeah, they, they've got something going there. they got a two-headed monster at running back. They've got enough weapons for Dak, and the defense is now the story. The defense yep. is now what they have to rely on. So if Dak throws a couple picks – it's they not a game killer. I have the Cowboys in my top six in the entire NFL right now. Absolutely. For Super Bowl chances. So we've talked about last week in the NFL. Going to have a quick promo here. Some spillover. Some spillage. Spillage. It's what we do. And then we have got <clears throat> nine games to discuss coming up here in week 14. The Conquistador, welcome back to Dave. So good to be back. We'll catch you here on the flip side. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, Guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person, to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, kids. December 8th, 2022. This is Sports Frenzy 2.0 Spillage with me. I'm back. The Conquistador Dave Height, along with the maestro Kevin Crane. All right, spillage here for the NFL on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! All right, kids. You realize the last up. two weeks I couldn't do that without you. I couldn't. You just can't no, do I the Stitcher? Do no, no, no. I can grab my balls in front of you, but nobody else. <laughs> You are alone. <laughs> oh, that's right. Sorry. God, not disturbing <laughs> on so many levels. All right, moving on. This week's NFL picks. Our games starting off 
as we tape tonight. A few minutes away kickoff from kickoff. is coming up. Jet or uh, Raiders at the Rams. We talked about the Rams possibly starting Baker Mayfield. The Red Hot Raiders. We have almost Raiders across the board, but Jen and Doug are taking the Rams. Yep, all eight of our all eight of our panelists are in. Of course, since we're taping Thursday night instead of Wednesday night. Everybody's definitely. got the deadline in. Yep. Boom. I was kind of shocked when I first saw this line, six points in favor of Vegas. Again, I'm I'm kind of looking back a month ago to what we had to deal with with the Raiders. Being a hot mess. Right. And now all of a sudden they're on fire. They're using Devontae Adams like they should. Josh Jacobs is playing for a massive contract with somebody. Probably not the Raiders next year. Maybe the Bears. One never knows. But, yes, it's hard to go against a six-point spread, especially since we pick straight up. Yep, especially since you have a quarterback who was rumored to be coming in on 48 hours notice. And possibly All the starting. injuries. <laughs> it's just a recipe for disaster for the Rams. Yep. And here's the funny thing I want to bring up with the Rams. We're not talking about the NBA. We're not talking about Tankathon. You've got to remember the fact that the Rams don't want to lose. They can't. Because this pick will go to, I believe, the Seahawks, possibly. I think so. For the Bobby Wagner trade. So they're not helping themselves by losing. They're helping their division rival. That's right. So keep that in mind, kids. This isn't tankathon. No, like in the it NBA. Can't be. And LA is a fickle fan base. They will come out if you're winning and support you like there's no tomorrow. But if you have a hiccup or a bump in the road and become mediocre, you're not gonna draw anybody from out there. Right. Right. So when we look at the top picks in the draft next year and we start looking at, oh, well, the Texans, yeah, the Texans are obviously shooting for that number one pick. The but, Texans are in a perpetual rebuild. Come but on. there are a couple teams out there. The Rams, number one. Remember, the T-shirt we talked about earlier, fuck them picks. This is where they're going to get fucked. Yep. If they keep losing, they're going to help the Seahawks. Yeah, they just hosed those losing all those picks has hosed them for the next what two or three drafts. Yep. All right, moving on. Jets at the Bills Sunday. Bills across the board. Yeah, the Jets are right now a playoff team, but I I'm sorry, New York fans. I don't believe in the Jets or the Giants. No. I believe when all is said and done, they'll probably both be out. Of the playoff They picture. will be one and done. Right. I am rooting for Mike White, though, because I do not like Zach Wilson and his I fucked my mom's friend stuff. Yeah. And his whole entitled attitude, it's everybody but me. Right. Mike White seems to be the guy the locker room is gravitating towards, rallying around. And I would love, <clears throat> I love, we talked about Brock Purdy. 
with the 49ers. We love a good underdog story. There you go, Mr. Kurt Warner. Yes, we love to see that kind of stuff. But I just think the Bills are too much, especially at home. Yep. All right. The Ohio battle, Browns at the Bengals. Bengals across the board. They're playing hot right now. Browns still have Deshaun Watson trying to find his way back on the field. Oh, wait, sorry. I misread that. Mississippi took the Browns yep. for the upset. Mississippi loves to go with the underdog. Yep. Now, again, the Browns have beaten the Bengals once this year. The Browns are five and seven, not out of it yet. Right. Jacoby Brissett had them consistent. We'll see. Like you said last week, the defense won them that game against the Texans. Yeah, I don't know that the defense can do that again. It did not have all the pomp and circumstance and all the protesters and everybody screaming and yelling and throwing stuff at Deshaun Watson like everybody expected. No, Deshaun Watson just was rusty as everybody who watches football expected. Yeah. I expect it to be a completely different story in Cincinnati. Yes, I think the the Bengals are on a roll. I've been touting them. And the Bengals fans will be on Deshaun Watson. Yes, I'm going to get a Joe Burrow tattoo next week. (laughs) He's going to get his face on his ass. (laughs) I love me some Joe Burrow. Outside of Mississippi, like Dave said, everybody's taking the Bengals. This one's fun, kids. The Minnesota Vikings, with only two losses going into what I consider to be the red-hot Detroit Lions at Ford Field. Lions have been playing very well of late. They're still the Lions coming into a divisional game. Detroit at home. Vikings are suspect, but they're finding their ways. Detroit at home. Vikings defense is abysmal, even worse than the Lions. It is. But the for some reason, the Vikings seem to do well on the road. It's going to be a shootout. Yes, I know it's not a primetime game, so that helps Kirk Cousins. Yep. I just think Amon Ross St. Brown, now you've got both Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in the backfield healthy. It'll be a track meet. You can let Justin Jefferson go crazy because that helps my fantasy team. <laughs> I want the shootout, so Swift gets me Those points. are both my running, my, my wideout. I've got Justin Jefferson and Amon Ross St. Brown. I want a 40-42 to 42 game is what I want. <laughs> I want Swift to score and score often. So there you go. I'm taking the Lions. So are Sam and Jen. The other five panelists. We are going with the Vikings. Dave, go with the Vikings. All right. Another divisional matchup here in the east of the NFC. Eagles at the Giants. You would think it would be Eagles across the board, but lo, Aaron is taking the Giants. Yeah, again, like I said, Jets and Giants right now, currently playoff teams, not going to happen. Not going to happen. Different situations. Giants have the right head coach, Brian Dayball. I've said this all year. Yep. He has nothing to work with with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and a train wreck. Yeah. Outside of that. 
they're overachieving. And come on, the Eagles are just plugging right along. Such a well-constructed team. The only thing that could beat them is their head coach, Nick Sirianni, because he's inexperienced. Potentially right now, there. Doing a really good job. Yeah. Coming off of the, the awful introductory press conference last year. Now he that looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Rivalry game. Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, just like the Browns, who we just talked about. Not out of it yet. No. Not out of it yet. Kenny Pickett has not turned the ball over in almost a month. The Ravens are now going with Huntley because Lamar Jackson with the knee injury will most likely be out this week. Yep. You don't know who's running the ball. You, you don't, don't know, know who's, who's catching the ball. What. You got Roquan Ooh. Smith on the <clears throat> defensive side who's a tackling machine, yeah. which tells me that Kenny Pickett's going to have to run some play action. Can the Steelers find any consistency on offense? I still believe in the Steelers. The coin flip told me to take the Ravens. <laughs> now, Bill and I did this last week. We're doing it again this week, even though he is second to me in our sports frenzy football picks rankings. He and I both believe in the Steelers. There now, you Sam go. is back with us. Yep. But everybody else taking the Ravens. Joining me with them. We'll see. I don't know. I think uh, the Steelers always have a way of backing into the playoffs or at least getting close. They never have a disastrous, abysmal year. And I still think they're going to end up 8-9, and 7-10, and, and at least be competitive. They'll be competitive. And I think the Kenny Pickett draft pick is going to turn it's out. It's going to work out just very fine well. I them. think he looks like he's going to be very good. Now, if he can just get the ball to Pickens, they'll be in good shape. And Pickens, of course, was complaining and whining, being a diva, which I hate with these wide receivers. Wide out divas. I hate these wide receivers. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. He's trying. He's trying. He would love to throw you the ball. How about you get open? What what quarterback does not want to give a guy 12 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns because he's going to end up looking good, too? Exactly. Do you think the quarterback does not want to look good? Jesus. You got to watch what the defense is doing. This goes back to Michael Irvin. and Oh, I can't stand these diva wide receivers like you said. Here we go. Buccaneers at the 49ers. Unbelievably interesting game. We talked about the Bucs underachieving right now at 6-6. Six and six. We'll win the train wreck that is the NFC South. Almost even if by default. 8-9. Yeah, by default. But the 49ers now go with Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant, but they have the defense. And the Buccaneers have not shown me that they can cope with a good defense. No, a good defense will shut now, them down. Now, Brady will get rid of the ball. He won't get sacked. No. But he but, will not be able to complete any passes. No. He will have abysmal numbers against this defense. Yep. It's a split down the middle. You, me, Bill, and Nick are taking the Niners. Everybody else, the Bucks. 
my Buccaneer heart well, wants great. them to win, but I don't even think they need to win this game to win no. the South. I don't think it's going to matter. I think they just need to put up a good show. I think Brock Purdy could be somebody. He's got the potential. If Christian McCaffrey, China Doll number one, and Debo Samuel, China, China Doll, Doll number two. two, show up and play, at least put up something, some kind of effort, I think 49ers win. Yep. Plus, you love to talk about travel. Buccaneers traveling cross-country. Yep. The cross-country travel plays a major role in it. Usually it's the West Coast teams are affected more coming to the East. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, so now we're going to look like hypocrites because we're going to talk about the Dolphins going out to L.A. For the Chargers. (laughs) That being said, nobody has any faith in Coach Staley. Dolphins across the board. Yeah, Dolphins will bounce back after a tough loss, a physical loss on the West Coast. Yep. Against the 49ers last week. I believe everybody bounces back, maybe yep. except for my receiver, Jalen Waddle. Screw him. I'm done with him. <laughs> you can have him next year in the fantasy draft. Why he's, would I take him? He's too inconsistent because you're a Dolphins fan. I do not. Did you or did have you not to. have Justin Fields and I Cole Komet? I picked them up late once they started to roll. I do not pick anybody based on who I love in terms of being a fan. No. I did not pick either one to start the season. Waivers. Waiver claims as they started to put it together midway through the season. Yeah, everybody's taking the Dolphins because you can't trust, like Dave said, Brandon Staley. Although, do not project the hate onto my man, Justin Herbert. No, no. Love Justin Herbert. Herbert alone. He is going to be a fantastic quarterback. He's going to have Joe Burrow on one cheek and Justin Herbert on the other. That's right. That is absolutely right. (laughs) And you can stick your tool right in between them. (laughs) But again, don't have any faith. Chargers will not make the playoffs. Staley gets fired. Sean Payton comes in, takes over. And And in two years, the Chargers are in the Super Bowl. Damn Skippy. Damn Skippy. You heard it here, kids. All right, Monday night, Patriots go west. All the East teams are heading west this weekend. Seems like it, doesn't it? Yes. So, Patriots at the Cardinals. The train wreck offense that is the Patriots against the train wreck that is the Cardinals. I, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at home field advantage for the Cardinals in Glendale. Like you said, traveling cross-country, week off for the Cardinals. They have an extra week to prepare. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, if they are going to show <laughs> up, they're going to show up now because they know their asses are on the line. This is the type of quarterback that Belichick will have a plan for his defense They've got Marquise Brown back. Plus DeAndre Hopkins, James Conner, from what I've heard, is fine. They are at full strength. But it's do you Kyler trust Murray. Mac Jones? Do you trust Mac Jones? I don't trust Kyler Murray. There you go. That'll tell you where Dave and I are going with our picks. Yep, the Cardinals for you, Jen, and Nick, the Patriots for the rest of us. 
There you go, kids. There's your NFL summary for the week. All right. Now, college football. Quick Look, news and notes. Should we just get our pick out of the way? There's one game. Sure. Yeah, we'll do our pick first because, of course, it's the tradition. It is the Army-Navy game coming up this Saturday, December the 10th. We pick it every year in tribute to our armed forces. Yep. Philadelphia, I believe they're playing this year. Yeah. They kind of shuffle between they Philly with, and Baltimore and Yeah, kind of keeping side. it around those areas. But Navy for the majority. Army for me, Sam and Bill. And Navy for the rest of us sane, normal people. No, just kidding. Doesn't this, matter who you pick. It's a crapshoot. These guys play each other harder than they play anybody else. Navy had a long winning streak, but Army recently broke that. So, um, Yeah. Whoever you would think would be favored tends to wind up losing this one. It's one of those weird series. Yep. Now, we need, we need to look back at last week's games, the yep. championship games. We need to talk about the transfer portal. The insane transfer portal. We'll get to that in a second because I think you and I are going to be on the same page about this stuff. But let's look back at last week and what happened to set up our final <laughs> four for the college football playoffs. So which, by the way, two years left. This year, next year, yep. and then after that, it goes to 12 because the Rose Bowl finally conceded. At the 11th hour, pulled their heads out of their asses. And finally realized there was money to be made. So we will get the 12-team college football playoff earlier than anticipated. And it's a beautiful thing. Starting with the 2024 season, which will mean the 2025 January games. Yep. But for now, four teams. We knew Georgia was going to be in regardless, even if they lost, which they did yeah. not. They, they took did. care of business. Brian Kelly goes down and goes down hard. LSU down 50 to 30. Michigan, same thing. You figured. Purdue did not have a chance. No, in that still, game. still sad to see Jeff Brom go. Yeah, because he was getting that program up to a level of respectability. 43-22 for Jim Harbaugh and the Wolverines. We knew those two were going to be in, even if they lost. Right. Then came the touchy ones. The first big upset, Utah trounces USC. USC craps the bed in the Pac-12 championship. 47 to 24. And that's yeah, the second that's, time this year that Utah's Utah, beat them. Yep. Did not think Utah was going to get them a second time. Mississippi was the only one to get that one. Oh, and Aaron. Yeah. I got to look at that. Aaron a sent out an email to the group. Yeah. He was so Utah. ecstatic about that one. <laughs> and Aaron usually does not do that. No, he's usually Mr. Mellow. Yep. Nothing phases That's why him. he's called the Big Easy. That's right. <laughs> So then the other big one you were waiting to see, TCU blows it in overtime to Kansas State. Yeah, I watched that whole game. That was a phenomenal game. That great was an game. epic one for great, the ages. Great, great game. We, no. Now TCU came back 
as they always do. Yeah. And forced overtime. But yeah, they could not get it in from the one yard line. Kansas State ends up winning 31 28. I think you and I both talked about this, even though we haven't recorded together in a couple right. of weeks. We talked about it going to the Steel Panther concert, which we'll talk about on the weekend edition. Right. But we both said this was the one game we were wondering one. if we had made the bad choice. Yep. Everybody went with TCU. Everybody was wrong. We talked that Kansas State, this was probably going to because be. Because in the regular season, Kansas State jumped out to a 28-10 to 10 lead uh-huh. on TCU. Now, the one thing I will say, watching this game, if you want to give the Heisman to a guy with guts and determination I loved watching Max Duggan play as quarterback for TCU. He is a tough, tough kid. It might not translate to the next level, but in terms of college football, I loved. He personified everything that people say they're in love with when it comes to college football. He was tough. He was he ran all over the place. He, he was, was winded. They, his teammates had to pick him up because he looked like he was out of breath a couple times. And but he, he still kept his going team back into the game. It was not his fault that this team <clears throat> could not win. It's kudos to Kansas State in a well-fought, tough game. But the football gods prevailed. The CFP panel somehow they found got some level right. of sanity and said because TCU played so well and because this was their first loss in the conference championship, we cannot knock them out. Right. We So the linebags in Alabama can suck my ass. No You had two losses. losses. No two I'm not losses. even happy with Ohio State getting in, to be perfectly honest. Now, I will. Here's my conspiracy theory. Here's my. Con, we've covered the ones that matter. There were other games, of course, Tulane beating UCF. Now, that would yep. have been big if we had a 12 team playoff. Right. That probably would have put Tulane in. Buffalo over Akron. That was the a Mac wasn't going to yeah, get anything. No. But now, in terms of the games that matter, here's my conspiracy with the college football playoff panel. They could have put Ohio State at three over TCU, kept both of them, yeah. flipped them three and four, and had the <laughs> first round Michigan-Ohio State rematch. But they chose to take the easy way out. Yep. They're going to have Michigan-TCU and Ohio State-Georgia. So, uh, some in some ways, they think that's two better games, two better matchups. I would have rather seen the Michigan-Ohio State matchup. two. Right, right off the bat. Georgia is going to be in the, the championship game. It doesn't matter if they're beating up on TCU or they're or, beating up on Ohio State. Yeah. They're going to be there. To see Michigan and Ohio State duke it out one more time would have been classic. Would have been and good. And the survivor gets Georgia. Would have been good. But I like to see TCU have an opportunity. They have a better chance. You're right. They do. They against have Michigan. an opportunity against Michigan to make that final game. I agree. 
I agree. They are they're better first round <clears throat> matchups. They are. But it seems like they want Michigan and Georgia in the final game. Yeah. You know. I mean, you're going to get Ohio you're State. You're going to get your two undefeated now instead of They're in... trying to put the two undefeateds together. Right. Which they've earned to try and get the easier run Agreed. in. Agreed. I do agree with that. Yep. All right, the transfer portal real quick here. For the love of God, can we please put a limit to how many times you can transfer? Yeah, we got this one kid. I mentioned it on the bonus episode last night. My God, JT Daniels. Is he the one? Four teams in four years? Yeah. Started at USC. Then he went to Georgia. Then he went to West Virginia. And now he's going to suck somewhere else. We've got Notre Dame's quarterback, Drew Pine, leaving. We have got he DJ. didn't he didn't want to have to compete. Yeah, because you got CJ Carr looming on the horizon. What? Who, who's to say he's not going to transfer after a year if things don't go his way? Boo freaking who? You've got DJ Ungalalele. No, he got butt hurt because he sucks. Because he got benched in the ACC championship game. And now he's lost and the he's starting role for the for two years. Yeah, he's not I, I don't think Dabo Swinney's shedding any tears. No. But you're seeing this all over the place. And I think... Graham Mertz from Wisconsin is leaving. There has got to be a limit put on this. Like you said, if you got a guy going four teams in four years, Pittsburgh's quarterback, Slovis, who came from USC... When Lincoln Riley was coming in, yeah, he went to Pittsburgh. Now he's leaving Pittsburgh. He's going on his third team. Yeah, this, this is, is ridiculous. Got to stop! This is more ridiculous than NFL free agency. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. You atrocious. have got to put a limit on this. <clears throat> oh, we want to help the kids. We want to give the kids all the freedom and all the money. In two years, this has become a clusterfuck. It is. is abs- it's, it's ruining the face of college football. It's this transfer portal is a disaster. Is what it's turning into. Yeah. With the, the one and done. Yeah, the transfer portal is a disaster. So instead of a kid playing one year at Kentucky or one year at Duke and heading to the NBA, now we're going to have a kid plays one year at Notre Dame, one year at USC, one year at Clemson. It's, it's, it's This stupid. is ridiculous. You destroy your sport. There is no consistency. This is why nobody likes – NCAA basketball until you get to the dance. The big dance is because we can't follow or we can't care about the players. I can't stand this crap. And again, we should be running this. Dave and I, we've already got to run baseball. We got to run the Bears. We got to run the Cubs and the White Sox. Now we got to fucking run NCAA football. Jesus Christ, we have enough on our plate already. And we got a podcast. God damn, do these people... And we don't get any freaking money for it. Speaking of which, search out Sports Frenzy 2.0 and donate. Just hit the... Oh, wait, we don't have We don't have that yet. We don't have a button. If you would like to set a GoFundMe page up for us, we would be more than happy to accept. (laughs) All right. Two episodes down. All football, football, football. Third episode. Third segment. Coming, of course, 
Baseball free agency All is the rearing nutsy, its stupid money. The nutsy cuckoo money that's being spent in Major League Baseball after the last couple of years where they reined it in and they made players wait for smaller deals, shorter deals until boom goes yeah. the checkbook. Nope. It's and again, don't expect the Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> to be spending money. Don't expect the Cincinnati Reds to be in the bidding for Carlos Correa kids. It's the usual suspects spending the money. Yep. Stay tuned. That's coming up. Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the maestro and the conquistador for a riveting discussion of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. All right, kids, third and final segment here, Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping. A day late, December the 8th, 2022. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And it is silly season in baseball. I was going to say stupid season with the dumb money that they're giving around. Wow, this is a good off season to be a free agent in baseball. <coughs> and Dave and I are going to recap most of the signings. Of course, when it comes to our teams, not a lot of action. Ooh, Sox signed Clevenger for a one-year $12 million deal. whoop de frickin do Overpaid. Cubs signed Cody Bellinger for a one-year $17.5 million deal. And we all know they're going to flip him. Midway through the season. Just like they did with Jock Peterson, another Dodgers reject. The one signing they made that they're going to end up hanging on to, it looks like, would be Jamison Tyone. Four-year deal for him. Not terrible. I don't hate this deal as no, much as I hate. No, four million's not bad. I don't hate this deal as much as I hate the Bellinger deal. The one that hurts. The one that stings. Would that the be... one that kicks me in the fucking crotch. Wilson Contreras being signed by the Cardinals. Five years, $87.5 million. My man, Wilson Contreras, goes to the enemy. This hurts bad. This hurts as much as Anthony Rizzo going to the evil empire. And then there was one. Why is there no loyalty with this team on the north side of Chicago? What is going on with Hoyer and Ricketts where they have so much disdain and hatred for the 2016 World Series champion team that now all we've got left is Kyle Hendricks, and we know they don't like him. If he hadn't gotten injured last year, they would have shipped him out. They're going to flip him by the trade deadline, if he's pitching well. I, I just told Dave off mic, all they seem to be doing, and I like Jed Hoyer, I really do. I don't like Ricketts. Ricketts screwed us. Ricketts has played a game on us. 
Oh, I'm going to spend money on the team. I'm going to spend money on the team. Now it's, oh, no, I'm going to spend money on all the clubs and the amenities around Wrigley Field. And so I'm you idiots spend will more come, money. We'll come spend more money on beer and food and not a, not pay attention to the trash that I am putting out in the, the field at Wrigley. Hoyer joked about this. Yeah. You and I heard it a couple months ago. Yep. They had an interview with them and they were talking to him, asked him how he's doing. Like, well, I'm a little bit cold here in the office. We don't we can't turn the heat up yet. Hoyer joked about this. And I truly believe as a disciple of Theo Epstein, Hoyer, if he was not hamstrung, would be doing better than this. And again, the Tyone signing doesn't bother me. Bellinger signing bothers me. Letting Contreras go bothers me. And again, as Dave said, Hendricks will be gone by the trade deadline in 2023, the last remnants of the 2016 championship team. And unless they make a bold move to get Carlos Correa, I don't see how they salvage this offseason. No, they're letting everybody go. But hey, at and least... I don't want them to overpay for Dansby Swanson. I'd rather have them not spend the money being somebody who actually cares about the finances, knowing how a baseball team, a pro sports franchise works with a salary cap. Dave and I are intelligent men. We yeah. have followed sports for years and years and decades and decades. We understand you can't just blow the doors off the salary cap, or the luxury tax threshold. But it's getting ridiculous for both of our teams. Where Where they they won't do anything. They sit there and they let the Yankees walk all over them. The Padres. The Padres now are spending money. Xander Bogart's getting an 11-year, $280 million deal. The Philadelphia Phillies. Trey Turner. 11 years. $300 million. Judge banking on himself, nine years, $360 million from the Yankees. And rumors are that the Padres offered more. Yeah. The ownership group of the Padres wants to take down the Dodgers. Badly. That's obvious. Badly. That's obvious. They have, they have amassed talent beyond belief. Here's the problem, though. There's an imbalance there. They've got you, Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and that's it for There's pitching. There's no pitching. Now, they've got Hader in, in the bullpen, but he's going into his last year of arbitration. Can they afford to sign him after this year? This They're imbalanced. Be, yeah, they've got all the position players, but they don't have any pitching, and they're not going to have the money to put into pitching. You know who the smartest team in this whole deal so far in the winter meetings is the Houston Astros. Yep, the subtle little moves. They said, we're not going to pay Justin Verlander at 40 years old $43 million a year. Like, like the, the Mets eight, did. Yeah, like the Mets did. We've got enough good young pitching with Framber Valdez. We'll be for fine. Quidi. We've got enough. We'll bring in Jose Abreu on a reasonable deal. And this is after they ditched their general manager. Yeah. They're still making smart 
baseball moves. Even the Guardians, and I'm not trying to pick on you <coughs> with Jose Abreu and now going to Cleveland, your division rival, but picking up Josh Bell for two years at a yeah. fairly reasonable rate. I wish the Cubs would have done that. That would have been Josh a good Bell move. Is a very good player. Just don't you don't give Terry Francona more weapons. No, you don't. They're primed to continue. Even if they are not the sharpest swords, he will figure out a way to somehow dig them in, cut your Achilles, and fuck you. Because that's how good he is. Yep. And the Sox, they need a change in ownership. They need a change in the front office. It's painful. They need to revamp that whole organization from the ground up. At every level, they need to do things consistently the same way. And they're so scattershot with what they're doing. Oh, we're just going to stand pat with what we've got. Yeah, how'd that work for you last year? And you lost your best damn player in Jose Abreu. Absolute crap. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, I don't like this signing, but have they been or have they not been successful over the last decade? They you, have been very successful and consistent. They bring in Zach Eflin, who I'm not a big fan of, from the Phillies for three years, $40 million. The thing is, Believe it or not, kids, a $40 million deal, biggest free agent contract the Rays have ever signed. That's crazy. And I believe the Oakland A's are one of two teams that still have never given out that money on a free agent deal. And by the way, as I was doing my spot tracking, as I mentioned earlier this week, you know what the current Oakland A's payroll is? $25 million? Lower. 20 Lower. 15 Lower. 10 Lower. 5 Lower. 4 Lower. 2 Lower. 1 million? Lower. The Oakland A's current cap, salary cap number is zero. All of the players on their roster are arbitration eligible. Since they have not gone through arbitration oh yet, my they God. have nobody under contract right now. What the fuck? Zero. Their current cap number is zero. Their current luxury tax number is zero. Then why the hell are they not getting anybody? You and I have talked about this. God. All their players until they go through arbitration, don't count against the luxury tax. They are at zero, zero right now. And they're talking about trading Murphy, their best player, who is arbitration eligible. They're talking about trading him. How is this allowed to happen in baseball? Rob Manfred, oh, I'm so happy about how everything's going, and we might see the sale of the Angels here soon. You're an idiot! Fix the fucking A's. Fix the fucking Pirates. The Fix Reds. the fucking Marlins. Make them spend money. Oh, God. And you wonder why. Teams like the Guardians and the Cubs 
and the White Sox don't spend money. Why should they? Why should they? If the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Padres get are just going to go everything. crazy and they're going to still get their chunk of the TV money, why the fuck should there's no incentive? No, to none spend at money. all. Hard cap, hard floor. Speaking of the Red Sox, they signed Kenley Jansen. I wouldn't have minded the Cubs signing Kenley Jansen. I don't love him, but we need a closer. You guys have got a closer, at least, with Liam Hendricks. Not for long. Rumblings are he's out there to be had. Cubs have done nothing to help their bullpen. Of course, the Yankees, before they signed Aaron Judge to the massive deal that Dave alluded to, brought in Brian Cashman for another four years as their GM. Sure, why not when he has an an unlimited checkbook? Methuselah gets another four-year deal with the Yankees. He's been their GM for ever. 25 years, something like that, somewhere around there. One World Series to show for it, I believe. Yeah. Doesn't exactly uh, make spending money worthwhile, does it? Now, there's a report on Yahoo, because i got to start a good conspiracy. I love a good conspiracy. Yahoo Sports this morning had a story about somebody who got a hold of a sampling of last year's baseballs, 200-plus baseballs. And while baseball MLB says that they only use the one ball, the deaden ball. Bullshit. He says that they had spillover. From the previous year, there were some of the live balls that were leaked in. Plus, there was a middle-level ball, a little more lively. That got thrown into New York. How did you know, Dave? How did you know that the beneficiary (laughs) of some of these leaked balls that had a little more Juice juice to them benefited the New York Yankees? Hmm. Hmm. Aaron Judge thanks you for leaking those balls. That's the only good leaky balls you'll have. I was going to (laughs) say. All the women I've been with don't like leaky balls, but that's just an experience I've had. (laughs) And then finally, on a positive note in baseball, before we move on to more negative crap, I do want to say kudos, shout out to my man, Fred McGriff. The crime dog gets in the Hall of Fame. Yep. The newly formed committee, used to be the Veterans Committee. Yeah. Now it's got some fancy new name. Yeah, the modern day committee or whatever. Yep. Unanimously puts the crime dog in. Good for him. Yep. Congratulations to Cubs radio broadcaster Phil Hughes given the Frick Award and will be going into the Baseball Hall of Fame for broadcast excellence. Very happy with that. Probably the last good thing that will happen with the Cubs in a long time. But uh, Pat Hughes, awesome. Definitely deserves it. I love Pat Hughes as much as I despise everything that's going around with the Cubs right now, with the ownership, 
with what they're doing with the team. Pat Hughes now is the one constant good thing, the one constant reminder of the past. The consummate professional. Yep. I love Pat Hughes, and thank you for bringing that up. All right, right. so now let's move on to the big topic of the day. This is one where I said, damn, I kind of wish we had taped on Wednesday instead of Thursday because we we would have pushed this back a week. Yeah, but unfortunately, the news of the day, Brittany Griner has been released from her Russian gulag. You know... In a one-for-one swap, as we've talked about here in the past. The fucking merchant of death. On the one hand, I'm happy for her release. But she committed a crime and needed to be held accountable at the same time. She was not unjustly held. She had to be aware of the surroundings since she had played basketball in the Soviet Union or Russia. In the past, she knew the rules. She made the conscious choice to go there. She who admittedly hates the United States, and we bent over backwards to bring her home, putting back on the street the merchant of death, who will again be responsible for untold thousands of deaths. One death. One death. If he is responsible for one more death with his actions, this was the biggest fuck-up in United States political history. I will say that straight up. You basically gave in to a terrorist. You negotiated with a terrorist in Putin. By the end of next week, you will see Faust as part of Putin's inner circle military machine. Either that or he's going to wind up dead because he had gotten caught in the first place. Well, that's fine. If he ends up dying, if Putin does that, then that's that's fine. fine. That's fine. But But again, if he's responsible as a massive gun runner, you know he is going to be within that Putin inner circle again as part of the war machine against the Ukraine. One person dies, I will say it again, because of this idiotic swap, Joe Biden, the blood is on your hands, and fuck you. And why couldn't you get Whelan out? He's been there longer. Again, celebrity... They say they're trying. Bullshit. Bullshit. And how about Micah Parsons, by the way, Kudos to Micah Parsons, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL, for coming out when this news broke and saying, basically, you left a Marine behind. Hell no. I'm not voting for you. Yep, that was beautifully Now, he done. backtracked a little bit. He did. But he basically, he said what you said. No, he said, we're not, uh, I'm not saying, we're not saying it's not good to have an American back who was incarcerated for over, what do you say? Over incarcerated, over incarcerated, you know, her crime did not fit the punishment. Right. But we're, 
we're putting our standards onto Russia. Like you said, she it's broke a, the rules in, in Russia. In a foreign country, when you go there, you are subject to their rules. When people come here, they are subject to our laws and rules. Right. But I didn't buy this bullshit excuse from the Biden administration. We're trying to get Paul Whelan back. We're trying. We're doing everything you can. But they told us it was either one or none. Then I'd have told them, go fuck yourself. None. None. You do That's not called negotiation. That. You say you give us back both or none. Fuck you, Putin. Fuck you. And, and even though I don't <clears throat> want him running in the next election, even though I don't want him screwing up the works, Trump would have said, fuck you, Putin. He yeah, would have. He would have. Celebrity again has and its I am, privileges. I am so tired of celebrities acting like they're so much more important. And the Democratic Party caters like caters and panders to, to this Hollywood. Bullshit. All right, moving on to our Wheelan's moments of been silence. there four years. She was there less than a year. And he served. She didn't. Bingo. Moments of silence here on Sports Frenzy for the fallen in the world of sports. Number one this week, Nick Bolateri, one of the all-time greatest, if not the greatest, tennis coaches ever. Nick Bolateri coached 10 players, 10 players who ended up being ranked at some point in time number one in the world. Very impressive. So thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of Nick Bolateri. And then, of course, let's get it on! Mills Lane. Uh, Mills. Boxing referee, of course. One of the greatest boxing referees. Overseeing the Holyfield Tyson ear bite. Let's get it on! course went on to do reality tv and end up being a quote-unquote judge yeah whatever yeah mills was always good in the ring so thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of mills lane dave what time is it time to get dumb well what would ross geller say pivot that is time to pivot here on Sports Frenzy as we go from our solemn moments of silence to the Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week, of course. Joe in Biden January. tops the list as we just discussed. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Well, he's already got the, he's got no the co-pilot seat on the Sports Frenzy <laughs> plane of doom. Next to the blow-up doll from Airplane, <laughs> who's flying the damn thing. Who's smarter. Yeah. But, of course, that 90s show coming in January to Netflix uh, with our man, Brad Foreman. If you have not ever seen bootleg copies <laughs> of our cable access show, when we were on cable access in South Bend, Indiana, with our Red Foreman dumbasses of the week 30 years ago, 
Ah, uh, the way he's screwing up his life. Death would be a sweet release. That's my man. Four dumbasses for you this week. All tying into relevant news topics here in the world of sports. Number one, the Heisman finalists. We talked about Max Duggan of TCU. Yep. C.J. Stroud, of course, of Ohio State. All quarterbacks, by the way. Yes. Stetson Bennett of Georgia and USC's de facto favorite Caleb Williams. I have a case to make against Caleb Williams as the Heisman Trophy winner. Did you see what he did in the USC loss to Utah? No, I did not. Enlighten me. Class act, this Caleb Williams. Class act. I would not vote for him. This is why I was talking about Max Duggan earlier. Caleb Williams painted his fingernails, one hand and the other, of course, to say before the game, fuck Utah. What a classless jackwagon. And this is the guy you're going to make the Heisman Trophy winner. One hand said fuck, the other hand said Utah. And guess what they did? They fucked you up the ass, dude. No lube, baby. I don't want this guy as the Heisman Trophy winner. No. I don't think this behavior exemplifies what the Heisman Trophy should be. This should disqualify him. And if the writers Lincoln who vote Riley on this should shit. should be ashamed of himself for allowing that to happen. If the writers vote on this shit and they give him the Heisman, fuck you for having no integrity. Because this is ridiculous. For him to be this immature and still get the Heisman, can you really have a multiple loss Heisman winner? I guess we're going to. Notice how the other three quarterbacks are in the college football playoff final four. Convenient. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to get struck by lightning. I really don't. I don't ever want to know. I can't imagine it's fun, but let's settle down a little bit in this day and age. Drew Brees recently did an advertisement for points bet. One of these. He does a lot of points bet commercials. One of these, you know, betting fan duel, you know, all this stuff. He's working for points bet, making money, getting paid since he's done playing football. And in the ad, he gets struck by lightning. I don't know if that means it's because, you know, he came up with the, the great bat or the Got ultimate bat. And... The lightning strike and electric shock survivors. Oh, come on! Are protesting Drew Brees' ad with points bet. Because right, this is fucking stupid. This is just... Balls to the wall, dumbass retardation. We're going to get to the point where we can't do anything anymore. Do you believe Have some freaking fun for crying out Can loud? Can you believe there's actually a group called the Lightning Strike and Electric Shock Survivors? Yes, I can, because this is the fucking pussified society we live in. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. 
I wanted to make sure I wasn't losing my mind in Snowflake Society. Thinking that this is ridiculous. So what's next? Shazam? The 70s cartoon Shazam, when he gets hit by lightning, is going to traumatize and trigger people from this group? Oh, so are they going to cancel the great outdoors because of the guy who got struck by lightning 66 times? This one's kind of sad. We're going to cover it real quick because this is just. (sighs) This is a dumbass, but in a very dark way. John Kitna's son, Florida backup quarterback Jalen Kitna, arrested for possession of child pornography. And I read the article and some of the stuff that he had. That's just. Is disturbing beyond belief. Way disturbing. And the bullshit stories he came up with for having it. Oh, I found it on the internet. I thought it was legal. Bullshit. You are a sick, twisted individual who needs to be locked away. Yeah, and this is one time where I don't care about the fact that a a young man's life is going to be destroyed. His life deserves to be destroyed for this sick, nasty stuff. He is beyond a dumbass. He, I don't even want to put him on the plane of doom. Hopefully, the plane of doom will crash into him as he's, <sighs> you know, sitting on a piece of rotted wood like Kate Winslet from Titanic <laughs> in the middle of the ocean when the plane of doom comes down and smashes him into smithereens. Finally, my buddy who's got a reserve seat on the plane of doom. LeBron James, when we get here in a couple of weeks to the point of where we have to decide the the dumbass of the year, I think LeBron's going to win it. LeBron gets mad at the press, cuts off the press, doesn't let them talk, as he describes how it's not right that he gets questioned about Kyrie Irving. But the press ignores the Jerry Jones photo from 60 years ago. Where he was outside a school where there was a civil rights demonstration. Number one, Jerry Jones has got nothing to do with you, LeBron. Kyrie Irving was one of your best buddies, played with you, exactly. and is an anti Semite. Apples and oranges, buddy. And you still, to don't, my knowledge, don't get it. To this day, have not decried, denounced all the human rights violations in China where you make all your sneaker money from. There you go. All right, kids. Check out the weekend edition. We'll be back next week.